Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is Ricky Royal on Around the Campfire podcast. And today we have a guest on, Patrick Red, who's an expert in building social circles. His company is Elite Lifestyle Mentoring. So Patrick, welcome to the show, man. Nice to have you. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, we're going to have a ton of value drops in here. Uh, if you have a short attention span, it's probably not for you. So do cat <laughs> memes and stuff like that. But uh, if you really yeah. want to get some value and uh, you're struggling to meet people during coronavirus times, then uh, stay tuned because that's all for you once and for all. I couldn't have said it better for sure. We're going to have some good deep, deep dive discussions and let's get started just with the basics kind of um, so the audience can get to know you a little bit, Patrick, but uh, how did you get into mentoring guys with social circle game? So personally, I've always had this, this phrase that stuck with me as a kid, right? So I'm a, I'm a super nerdy guy, right? Gotcha. Like, um, I'm glasses wearing and everything like that and you know, super nerd and, mm-hmm. and cool and Grew up in a little cornfield outside of Maryland um, where literally there were chickens in my yard whenever I'd go home to my mom's house. Both sides of my, like, literally chickens come into our house and, like, dig up our flower beds and stuff like that. Yeah. I like, by the um, way, that you still have your old pictures on your Facebook profile. I think that's fucking awesome because it actually, like, shows your progression, too. Oh, yeah. I have that on my Instagram as well. Uh, yeah. Coach Patrick Red. I, I put that on there on purpose because, yes. like, because everyone's like, oh, yeah, like people must be extraordinary or something like that. Right. right? Like the guys who have those types of lifestyles, I want to be like, yo, like it's not about being extraordinary. It's about having a, a well-defined skill set. Yeah. And, you know, a skill set is something learnable. It's not something you have to be born with or anything like that. And, yeah. Um, I it, think that kind of setting up your life. It's about I think that handicaps life. you a little bit, too, is like so a lot of guys, they want to like become good and then just like ditch their past. But like, if you actually want to help guys, you kind of have to show your progression. And I think it helps too that. Like, look, it shows that other guys can do it as well because a lot of students will kind of see you and be like, well, he's around hot girls and stuff. He would just, he must just be lucky in some way that I'm not. So it's cool that they like look through your profile and they're like, Oh shit. Like he's just an average guy that like actually worked on himself and now gets these results. So maybe I can too. So that's, it's awesome. Yeah, and obviously like the default response is that when I was in that situation, I mean, I would, I would, if I looked at my profile today on my Instagram, like I would be like, yo, like, yeah, this guy looks like a tool, right? Like I, I, I'm, I would, I would agree with them. Right. I would, I would have, I have zero uh, objections to that. So like real quick. So like how I even got into this in the first place. Right. So yeah. I always loved fraternal groups, right? Like I was a boy scout. I was an Eagle scout. Um, I loved being able to be a Eagle Scout leader. Um, I loved to be able to help other guys because I had, had that same exact experience for myself, right? I I can point to like a, a handful of people that I'm like, yes, that person changed my life. That person is the reason why I'm doing what I am doing today. And a mm. good example of this is when I was in high school, I started what was called the Men's Society. And we'd wear like suit and ties every single day going to school. And it was for guys who didn't have father figures in their life. Mm. And I would have like really masculine guys, like fucking like, uh, excuse my language. Um, I'd have you, like really you, masculine guys. Totally fine. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. There's some snowflakes sometimes. Um, so I would have these really masculine guys, like guys who are like working on cars who had like the, the tattoo sleeves and stuff like that. Going right. to these groups of like demasculized, like guys who had only been raised by their, their mothers mm. that, really had never experienced anything like outside of the, the ordinary, right? They'd never really like been 
they've gone out to the woods or anything like that, right? They never yeah. asked a girl on a date. Um, so like we set up, we'd set up like group dinners. We'd set up like group dates. We'd set up really cool events. I'd have really cool speakers come in. And that was like what kind of ignited that it was like I had had like my scout masters and, and boy scouts as nerdy as that is mm-hmm. like show me these really cool things that I, I literally I, if I would be a completely different person if I hadn't met a handful of people. Yeah. And, um, you know, all those types of interactions were they were random. Right. It wasn't like I intentionally like sought out these new experiences. Right. So yeah. I was kind of like in this unconscious incompetence where I didn't even know this was something I could improve, but I didn't even know I was bad at it. Yeah. Um, Real quickly so, before you uh, you go further in your story, let's let's jump back because there's a there's a gold nugget I want to get for guys too. Is how important do you think um, like male com- camaraderie is, or like men having a group of men around them too? How important is that for guys to have? So I've, I've never met somebody who's been successful that didn't have some mentor right yeah like it's not that it's that's the reason why you're successful right but i've never met somebody who was operating at an elite level without somebody else's help and that's a kind of a good thing right yeah um, i think a lot of so, too is a lot of guys will they get into like or they maybe get into wanting to build a social circle just to get laid or be really good with women which is cool but i've also found too and that's why i kind of pivoted to like men's development is that you, you need the, you need a guy's night, right? You need to have like that male camaraderie to like build up your own masculine energy. Even if you're around women too much, you almost become a little too feminine. So it's like, you need that like male, like bonding time. I agreed with that. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it it won't hanging out with women won't keep you from uh, getting laid though. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's whatever, it's whatever is your, your cup of tea, right? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, like what, what, I mean, what have you seen in your, in your, in your life that you've seen like, Hey, this is like some male camaraderies that have really helped you upgrade. I, I just feel like guys night is like important. And even, you know, if you read a book, like the way the superior man, uh, they talk about like, even if you have a girlfriend, I see this with like a guy, maybe he'll like work really hard. He's really charismatic. He'll be very social. And then he gets the girlfriend and then he kind of like leaves his social circle and kind of just gets all his good emotions from her. Then they kind of become codependent. And then you notice that like it flip-flops where the masculine and feminine energy flips. And now the girl's kind of running shit and the guy's just kind of being feminine. And really to stop that from happening, even in a relationship, it's like you got to have like guys night. or um, And girls got to have like girls night too, where you just got to recharge your energy around, you know, like-minded people. And as far as guys do, it's like masculinity. Like if you didn't have any good male figures you got to get around that in some way to to check yourself even with relationships or business or whatever your your goals are for sure and i i think like the the bigger the bigger picture of like you know getting away from like i mean that's a really good point about relationships right because i feel like there's a lot of guys i think i think the thing that that limits so many guys because i was in you know, three really toxic relationships for like six and a half years of my life. And mm. with women I didn't even like to be in uh, relationships with. They're great women, right? But they're just super depressed people. Yeah, that I just should have never have been around. So in those scenarios, I feel like when you when you when you're resetting to like go out with your guy friends, it's I, I don't know if I would exactly call it a reset. But it's like a guy's role in a relationship to keep a relationship healthy is to test. Right to always be showing the other girl that he could always leave, but he's not going to. Yeah. Yeah. That's key. 
and have other things going on that she's not. I think a lot of guys too is like they make the girl the main focus. So like if I just keep her happy, my life is good. And the girl's like, dude, I don't want to be the center. That means that like you're not you're not the alpha male or whatever. Like I want someone who has something going on, and I'm like going along for the ride. And so if you have like guy friends, they're gonna push you like because masculine energy. masculine energy grows through challenge and and masculine men challenge each other to step up Mm -hmm. we got on a complete we got on a giant rant but yeah it's it's good (laughs) i like it i like to free flow so let's let's just flow with this um Mm -hmm. let's go into why did you choose and actually someone asked me this as i was trying to get questions for you why did you decide to go to focus on building social circles versus just cold approach? Like, why not just do cold approach the rest of your life, Patrick? Why do I have to build a social circle? Okay. So, I mean, at the, I mean, it's, it's different for most guys, right? So like, if you're like a college student and you're like, you know, you're not making a ton of money and you're not meeting anybody, then yeah, you can go do cold approach, right? Like that's, that's perfectly fine. Right. Yeah. At the point that I discovered game, I was already making a couple $10,000 a month. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like, okay, am I going to go talk to random girls I don't even find attractive? Or am I going to, you know, work on my business and then go out to a nightclub on a weekend and get introductions to, you know, 15 to 20 girls that are exactly my type. Gotcha. So it's like, if you, if you don't have any money and you don't have any, and you have a, an abundance of time then go do cold approach, right? But for mm. guys who literally don't have that time, that feel like they're wasting time talking to girls that they don't even want to talk to, talking to girls that wouldn't even make them happy, even if they did actually like date them, um, and just kind of having this like randomness. I mean, it, social circle is more about like setting like a like a, the intention that you'd have in a business, right? And that's why I like working with yeah with business owners. Most of my clients are you know making you know uh, upwards of forty thousand dollars a month. Um, and I've had some clients that are making $150 million a year. Um, but like for those guys, like, what are they going to do? Like, do you see like Leonardo DiCaprio walking down the street? <laughs> like, right. no, it's not, it's, it's, it's a, it's a joke. Right. Mm. Um, so, but like at the same time, like if you're, if you're, you know, 18 to 22 years old and you have a bunch of college debt and you, all you want to, all you really care about is, Hey, I haven't had sex in three days. Uh, then or two months or whatever it is, then go ahead and do cold approach. Gotcha. H- how old are you, by the way, Patrick? Just turned twenty-three. Damn, dude, that's inspiring. I like that. Twenty-three and already building social circles and taking on big-ass clients. That's awesome. Um, but you have to understand, like, like most people would like the age thing is only an age thing because most people don't start and they wait right? True. I always like, hate never procrastinate. When I was 17, I dropped out of fucking college. I moved out of my mom's house and I started my own company because I realized right away that I had this dissonance between, you know, oh, do I go to college or do I actually do what I want to do? Right. Right. And it's like, don't worry about like, hey, are you, are you on the quote unquote right pathway? Right. You're never going to know if you're on the right pathway. Just speed of implementation. As soon as you hear this podcast, get on a call with Ricky and be like, yo, I want to get this solved in my life. Right. Because huh. yeah. if you don't, they're going to go for another year or two being kind of aimless. And it's like, the only reason I'm here at 23 is because when I see decisions in my life and I have that cognitive dissonance, I don't just kind of sit in this silence, like that, this silent pain that so many guys sit through. Yeah. It's like, Hey, go get help. 
there's two guys talking on this podcast and either of them would be perfectly fine to help you get this shit solved in your life. I like that mindset. It's like you're already in pain, right? Like even, even trying to, what is that? Um, justify your situation. Like, well, the reason why I'm alone and I'm not getting laid is blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, you're still in pain. So might as well just like go get help. Right. And you're going to be in pain still, but it's going to put you in the right direction to actually living a life of more inner fulfillment and getting what you want out of it too. And as soon as you recognize that asking for help is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's actually the way to get there. Right. It's like, yeah, like we have even, even everyone has an ego about asking for help. Right. Though. Right. And it's, yeah. and it's okay. But I mean, if it's okay, if you want to continue that type of life, right. But you know, there's, there's other things that people know that you literally don't know. And it's, it's kind of like a lot of them are really secretive about it. And, you know, yeah. when you ask questions to a lot of these people, they're not going to give you the right answers on purpose. But, you know, yeah. you have two guys sitting here right now that have zero problem answering any <laughs> of the questions that you have. So it's like, yeah, like, you don't need the perfect opportunity. You just need to take the opportunity. Yeah. And, and I get why guys are, are like that as well. Like, I mean, I have a massive ego too, and it's, it's taken me a while to kind of humble it. And, and really the question I ask myself is, look, do I want to appear to be the, the guy or appear to be right or, or just feed my ego, which is clearly blocking me? Or do I want to get the fucking results? And even though it feels good to be my ego and feel right, the res- getting the result is going to make me feel much better. <laughs> so I'm going to choose that, that over each one. What do you find um, is, is like the biggest hurdles that you have to help your students with when you're first helping them to develop their social circle building skills? Yeah. So, I mean, building a social circle is not for 90% of people, right? Like I'm very clear about that. Why, why um, do you say that? Because most people are okay with where they're at. Okay. It's like people are like, Oh, why should I build a social circle? And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if you're, if you're asking that question in the first place, then it, it means that you're satisfied with where you are. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And I can't, I can, I can tell you why you shouldn't be satisfied with where you are, right? At the end of the day, the, the, the locus of control and the locus of responsibility for your own life is yourself. So, I mean, first off, it's not for 90% of guys, right? Mm-hmm. But um, most guys are okay with that. Um, but the biggest questions that I get asked about my life with building a social circle um, is like, uh, number one question is how I partied with Summer Rae. Summer Rae is like a 23 million Instagram uh, celebrity. Okay. Uh, I don't really, she's cool. I, she's just, she looks exactly like her pictures. Right. But I don't mm. really like, I'm not like, Oh yeah, she's my type. Right. Mm. But she looks exactly like her pictures. She's a really cool person. Um, but I hosted her 22nd birthday over in Vegas. Nice. Um, the questions that I also get is like, Hey Pat, like how do you build social circles from scratch? You've lived in DC, you lived in New York, you lived in Miami, you lived in uh, Vegas, you lived in Austin, Texas, you lived in LA. Now you live in Medellin, Colombia. And it seems like, you build them up from like scratch. So like, how do you, how do you do that? Right. Mm-hmm. And then some people are like, okay, Pat, how do you have this crazy lifestyle? Uh, is it just money? Like why do girls really want to be around you? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I mean, there's a system to actually create value that people want to want to be around you. Right. It's like, if you, if you want to become a master at like, you're not going to magically have girls that just swarm mm-hmm. around you. Like, Oh my God, Ricky, you guys got a strike. I love you. No, you, you, you pick you pick your lifestyle based on the things that you want out of it. And mm-hmm. then the last thing that guys say is like, hey, I don't feel like I deserve this. And I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I also don't feel like I deserve this. But 
I mean, this stuff still isn't normal for me. I'm a freaking kid from a cornfield. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, those are the biggest questions that I get asked. So what about, uh, those are great questions and let's go into a few of them too. Um, is the one is like, okay, I don't feel worthy of it. So how do you, how have you personally like gotten yourself over it? Is it just like, well, I want this. So fuck it. It doesn't matter how I feel. I'm just going to go for it. Or what is your uh, approach to that? Um, so it's like two sides to it. One side is like, I think that the most successful people in the world are guys that accept responsibility for things. Gotcha. Right? So it's like, if gotcha. you want to go achieve those things, accept some type of responsibility for yourself. Then right. the second half of it is like, okay, why, why does achieving that lifestyle require that you feel like you deserve it? Huh. That's a good question. It's like, does Jeff Bezos, like when Jeff Bezos net worth went up by like $50 billion in like the last two months, right? Did he oh. have to like sit, sit in his chair, his meditation chair and be like, <laughs> you know what? I, I imagine myself making $50 billion, right? He's not like doing this like woo, 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 woo stuff. That's like, oh, I can't, I can't accept. Like somebody just hands him a check for money. He's like, oh man, I can't accept it. I don't feel like I deserve it, right? Like, right. like I don't understand. I don't really understand the question, right? It's like, yeah, you don't, it, it has nothing, to, getting results has nothing to feeling like you deserve it. Now getting results might have to do with like what your core confidence is, right? And that's mm -hmm. a completely different story, right? There are plenty of my clients that get amazing results and then they text me and they're like, I can't believe this happened, right? Like, mm -hmm. this, this doesn't seem real. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it doesn't have to seem real if it happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like that. I like that approach. It seems like you're very much on grounding it in, in reality and grounding it into taking action. And, and that's, that's really important because a lot of guys I think are, are dreamers. They, they tend to mentally masturbate about like one day, one day I'll do this, or they take up maybe a little bit of action. They do a few approaches or they, you know, just, just listen to this podcast. They're like, ah, okay, I'm going to start a social circle. And then they think about it, but then they just never go for it. But I mean, that's natural. You know, it's not like, that's why I say it's not for 90, 90% of people. It's like true a natural way of thinking. Right. So it's got to be the guy that what has more ambition or is just in such a bad place that he's like, I got to fucking fucking change now. I mean, there's no, unless there's something that changes about your life, right? Unless there's something that really drives you, you know, you're just going to run out of motivation right away. Right. That's why like, I just, I don't know. I, something deeper that drives you, man. There has to be like some big idea that you, yeah. in, or else like you, you hit the first hurdle or some girl rejects you or, you know, you get frustrated and start, like, I used to fucking cry on my fucking couch every single night, even though I was making tens of thousand dollars. Right. So I like wow. that. That was the thing that like propelled me forward. I would literally sit on my couch and I would, I was literally reading this yesterday, last night about yeah. all my goals and my, my, my North star mm. I've written like two years ago. Right. And it was mm -hmm. like, Oh, I just cried before and after the last seven days because I feel so lonely. I don't mm. know anybody. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, if you don't really have some type of deep-rooted why, then why would you? I mean, why would you even do it? Yeah, that's true. the The why is very key. I think is guys need to find that because a lot of times it's very vague what they want. Well, I just want to be good with women. It's like, well, why? Like, what? What are you trying to get out of it? Like, you got to zero in. Like, and I like how you said too. It's like your north star. You got to find your north star that's that's pulling you in that direction. And once you start figuring that out with your social life or your higher purpose or whatever, then that's when things start aligning for you.
Um, you mentioned that you were in Austin, Texas for a bit. I actually just moved to Austin, Texas. What did you think about building social circles in, in Austin? Nice. Uh, I, I stayed on Rainy for a while. Yeah. I liked West 6 a little bit. East 6 is like I st- accidentally step in some horse poop. But um, <laughs> but Rainy was really nice. I went for South by Southwest. Uh, it's been okay. two years ago now. And I stayed there for about a month, a little over a month. Okay. Um, I think Austin is – Austin, everyone's so nice, man. I also did yeah. a master, I also did a mastermind there as well where I did a speech. It's on okay. YouTube as well. Um, but um, that is – I love Austin because I love the weather. I love nice warm weather. I love no humidity. The girls, it's like every girl, it's like they just hit like a, a, a spot where like get eight. It's like they never yeah. get past an eight. It's like – Oh, really? All, it's like they're all – consistently hates in my mind because it's like they just don't have the fashion or they just don't have like the the femininity that they have like the cool adventureness to them but like it's like at the same time it's like like oh like you want to show up to my nice events with jeans on (laughs) where do you uh my my, you're gonna show up to you know dinner with with jeans on where where do you like the women where's like your favorite cities to Mm -hmm. to go out in and whatnot Depends on what you want. Me personally, I have a very specific type that I like, right? So for me okay. personally, I like Scottsdale, Arizona is my absolute number one. It's really? like dyed blonde, dyed blonde brunettes that are five foot six that go to the gym three times a week that are like vegans and, you know, super fashionable wear like the trendy clothes and stuff like that. Okay. Like the super like fake, fake looking girls, right? <laughs> um, then number two, I mean, number two is just Vegas. Yeah. Vegas tends to have older girls, mm. but at the same time, Vegas is amazing because you can just meet, like you condense like the amount of social, social practice that you can have right. in like three years and you can do that in three months in Vegas. Gotcha. Yeah, I love um, Vegas. I'm, I'm trying to get back there at some point this year when it opens let's up. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, I'm down. Let me know when. I want to okay, do, I want to do some programs in a couple months, so. <laughs> send ricky send ricky a message and say let's go to vegas with pat and let's go party yeah dude we'll, we'll have to put together some like mastermind group or something for for people that want to go where do you like to go out in vegas like where where's your go-to or what do you like to do to fuck around there socially so i mean I, with every single spot that you go right it's like there's there's bigger aspects to it i like to travel a lot so it's like what time of year then you know what week are we talking about like what time of the year and night of the week are we talking about right so it's like, yeah. for example, like during, I like to go into Vegas in early March uh, before everything is super, super, because I find okay. that there's a lot fewer girls there, but the okay. quality of the girls is just so much higher. And if you can, you know, game during like the winter months or like the late fall months and early summer, uh, spring months of Vegas, it's like mm-hmm. every single girl in the club is just so hot. It's like the quality yeah. is just there. You don't have the volume necessarily, but you just have the quality. And so, like, for yeah. example, my favorite club was always Intrigue on a Wednesday. And I always find that the smaller clubs are the better ones. Like, for example, when I went to – Where is where is in, Intrigue at, which uh, I haven't Intrigue heard about? Intrigue is in Encore. Okay. Um, nice. It's in the Win slash Encore condo. Oh, okay. But then, yeah. like, when I went to – like, for example, the best club in, uh, in Miami, in my opinion, is Rockwell on a Wednesdays. And I went there, you know, for the Super Bowl. And, like, all the girls are, like, the super hottest because it's the smallest club. Hmm. Um, and then I same like, thing I, with Vegas. I like the smallest clubs. I like the smallest clubs that are the most selective. And, and okay. was that. 
I like that. I usually like um, Omnia was like one of my favorite places. I seem to do really well there. And then uh, what was the other? I like the I like the ones with like an outside area, so you can actually talk. So you can go in and like find girls that you want to talk to. And then if one actually clicks, like to bring them out. So there's what's that one in? Um, I think it's in the Cosmo is uh, that nightclub up top, and it has that roof deck. Yeah, Marquee. Mark is that Marquee? Maybe it's that's Marquee it. it. Cosmopolitan. Okay, I just didn't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, I like Marquee. That one's awesome. The outside area is pretty dope. Well, most guys like okay. So let's let's talk about this, right? So most guys like we're talking about like okay, why would you not do cold approach, right? Like why yeah. why is it that you need to do social circle? Well, you don't need to, right? You can be mm-hmm. the guy who's walking around the clubs in Marquee, right? But if you've never been in a Vegas nightclub, you can't hear. Like you you can yeah. yell and you couldn't hear yourself yelling. That's it's the most ridiculous experience you've ever had. And then everyone's like packed in there like sardines. And the club, clubs, every single club that you've ever been to is literally built to keep you in there as long as possible. So that right. way you buy more alcohol. So that way you make the club more money. So you are a peasant when you're outside of the tables. Those guys who are paying for the tables are the ones who are actually keeping the club alive, right? They're paying $50,000, right. $100,000, $150,000 for a table. And they're the guys who have all the girls. So, like, all the hottest girls instantly, they don't want to be in, like, the sardine can. So, even if you do, even if you're a 10 out of 10 at cold approach and you're doing 10 out of 10 cold approach outside of a table at Marquee on Monday nights, well, the hottest girl that you're going to get is an 8. But if you're a 0, if you're a 1 out of 10 at, like, quote-unquote game and you're sitting at a table and there's, you know, 10, 15 girls that are your 10 out of 10s, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much game over. Right. So do you do a lot of like table game and getting tables when you go into nightclubs then? I mean, at this point I've been a promoter for a while. So it's like, gotcha. if you're looking to get free bottle service tables, just send me a DM, uh, coach Patrick red. Um, but it's pretty simple no matter where you are. I mean, I used to do that as well in Austin, Texas as well. Um, because you got to understand the clubs want those people. They don't, they're not like thinking like, Oh yeah, I don't want those people. No, they actually want you to get free bottle service tables. And you're like, okay, well, why does that even make sense? I don't understand that. Right. Right. The club makes money off of guys coming to the club and spending money. And if the club has a reputation of having hot girls, then more guys come to the club and more guys spend money. So if you can bring in like two or three hot girls or, you know, three or four hot girls and a guy and most clubs will give you free bottle service and it's not that you need free bottle service because you're being cheap or anything like that right but that allows you to spend money on things that are actually important to you like for example i want to build a school over here in medellin colombia and I, I like using my money for other things like for charities and my family and things like that so it's like i could pay for the bottle service if you're making you know my clients could pay for bottle service right but it's like they have things mm-hmm. that are kind of more important to them personally what are some uh quick tips to help guys start building their social circle they're like all right patrick you inspired me what are some like quick things that they can go do that will get them get the process going so five these are my five laws of how to build your elite lifestyle okay number one suspend your disbelief everyone's cut from the same cloth the people that you look up to they're not extraordinary they did something to get where they are second one be like a hiker and follow a path, right? There's somebody else who's already achieved the type of lifestyle that you want. So you don't have to go like try to be like a Moses where you go to Mount Sinai and (laughs) and inscribe the laws, you know, and come back with the, with the cure for cancer. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's a pretty simple pathway. It's not like it, it, 
it's it's not like rocket science right mm -hmm. the next thing is to leverage online platforms even if you're stuck inside right now because of coronavirus you know there's 4.5 billion people online right now most in all of human history they're all bored as hell just like you sitting on their couch every single day clicking 13 times on their instagram story viewed their their accounts and seeing all their accounts go down right and right. those people are easy easier it's easier than ever to connect with people online even girls and guys that never replied back to me before the quarantine super easy now um next thing is kind of define your north star like you want to work and put all the work in that you have today with the end goal in mind so you want to make sure that you know exactly why you want something because when you don't you stop asking yourself the bigger questions and then the last and final one is obviously work with the best of the best who are exactly where you want to be. Don't just try to work with somebody who's like one step ahead of you or just try to make 1% better friends every day. But social circle is kind of the opposite of that and that, you know, you can connect your one introduction away from whatever you want. So, you know, if you want to actually get this handled, go talk with Ricky and, uh, you know, talk with him or if, if, if that's what you want. Right. Cause uh, right. he seems like a pretty decent guy as well. And, uh, you know, seems like a pretty cool guy who knows, he knows his shit too. Thanks, man. Um, I like that, the introductions. And let's talk about that with like online. Let's say the guys are like, okay, I'm on Facebook. Uh, how do I, how do I make introductions? Like what type of introductions should I be trying to like aim for? And I like how you said like aim big. And then how should I go about doing that online right now while I'm indoors? So this is going to be sound completely out of left field, right? So okay. like, Richard Feynman, he has this amazing interview. He's a great physicist, right? I love studying physics. And okay. he talks about magnets. And somebody asks him, oh, like magnets are like rubber bands, right? And he's like, well, no, they're not like rubber bands. And he's like, okay, what are they? And he's like, well, I'd have to explain to you a lot more mentals because, you know, if I say this and then you go apply it to a different situation, you'd be like, okay, well, if I say that magnets are like rubber bands, why do they expand? Or why do they, you know, when you turn it around, they push away from each other. That's not like rubber bands at all. What the fuck? Um, so, I mean, I could explain how to do these introductions, right? But there's a lot more fundamental things. And I would just be doing you a disservice to, like, try to explain this in two minutes without, uh, okay. you know, the, the, bigger, the bigger concept of things. Not to, be, not to sound like a, a complete douchebag, but <laughs> it's kind of difficult to explain this if there's missing pieces of the puzzle. Okay. I feel you. So what can, what can guys be doing? Uh, okay, so there's a bigger concept. Can you go into the bigger concept? Are you down to trail a little into that? Okay. So, I mean, first, like I said, like you have to know what you want and why you want it, right? It's not like if you message a thousand people, you know, what's the point of it, the introduction, right? Like what's like you, the reason why I'm on this podcast, right, is because you have a very good understanding of social environments, right? Right. Really like Ricky is like, Hey, here's some value that I know because I'm thinking about how Patrick feels, right? I'm going to mm -hmm. make it as easy as possible for him to hop on this podcast. Cause I know he's a super busy guy. Right. Right. So like, that's, that's the perfect example of like somebody who does it properly. Right. Like, yeah, you, you didn't have to ask me, Hey, you did kind of ask me like, Hey, do you want to cast? Right. But mm -hmm. like, you already knew what I was feeling and you know, that I fucking, you know, I want to be able to talk to people. Right. So you came from a spot of understanding the other person, right? Yeah. And That's guys, key, I think. But you also then, it was understanding the person, but also tied to a goal that you have in mind, right? You had a yeah. very clear 
value offer for this entire podcast. You're like, true. Hey, yeah, yeah. Patrick, I know you're busy. Can you do a podcast? And then past that, what you did is then you sent me a link. Like you didn't just send me like, Hey, uh, then you sent me a link to book your calendar. Right. So you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to just try to text this guy back and forth a million times. Cause I know he's a busy dude. And so when you're going to talk to other people, you need to have an end goal in mind. You need to make it as easy as possible for them to actually do the thing that you're asking them to do. And then, you know, you need to have a, you need to be able to like, you know, offer some type of value in the thing that they're trying to do and see it from yeah. their perspective. I think that's a great way of, of um, saying it. And I think uh, the way I, I've kind of taught students and, and I actually like teaching guys is especially if you're just kind of a, a pickup junkie and you're starting to switch to social circle, the, the kind of the, um, benefit I tell a lot of guys is it takes so much pressure off the situation. Like so many guys are like, all right, I'm going to like get laid with these really hot girls. And then they see a hot girl and they're like, Oh shit. And then they like, it almost like locks them up where I'm like, stop trying to get laid right off the bat, go up and talk to the hot girl. And your goal is just to see if she's cool. And if you guys vibe and then go invite her to an event that could be a movie night. It could be a party. It could be whatever. It's just some type of event to invite her to. And then you'll notice that you actually are able to be confident around a hot girl because you don't have this like underlying goal. That's like the secret mission. It's more just let's go have fun. The, the benefit of having fun, the, the cherry at the end of the, the end of the night is hooking up. Like that will happen. If you guys connect enough and have fun, it's going to happen. But like, let's just baby step this and let's just get to you having more fun with hot girls and start building like a funnel for you. Does that make sense? Agreed. Yeah. And so, and I think with, um, and that takes a lot of pressure off of removing that goal of just getting laid. When you remove that goal and you make the goal and said, let's just have a party. Well, why don't I just have a party with a whole bunch of hot girls and just people that are fun to be around that makes it where even hot girls are down for that and other people. And it takes the pressure off. I think that's the better goal. And then, like you said too, is just now that you have that goal, now you're just finding people that have that similar goal. And then you're, you're trying to get them into in on your plan the easiest way you can. So it's not hard on them either. And I think when you switch to that, then it, it comes from a very like almost you, you have the goal, but you're coming from a very selfless way of helping people get there with you. And that's what creates that, like that almost that vibe of you being the, the alpha or the leader of the group. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's, there's a Robert green uh, law, 48 laws of power that really yeah. sums it up really well. It's like, you want people to, you want people to be the locus of their own change, but you want mm-hmm. them to like, you want them to want to change or want them to want to help you do okay. the thing, right? Like you want those girls to want to come, not like you're trying to convince them, but like you right. want them to want to come to your party. Yeah. I think that's, that's huge because a lot of guys are stuck. I feel like a lot of guys that come to me there, they're kind of stuck in this paradigm of like, I got to convince if, I, if I'm just a little bit more convincing, but instead it's like, take a step back and, and, and this, sometimes this takes extra work if you haven't done this before. Like you actually have to go and think and be like, okay, well, what do hot girls like? Like what, what is going to motivate them? You know? Um, I feel like half my game now is just like reverse engineering what hot girls do. Like I like being around hot girls just to study game off them and see how they do shit. And then I just reverse yeah, engineer like, it for men. So I think the bowling thing, it's like, you're not going to become a master bowler and expect that all these girls are going to show up. You're going to go do the things that hot girls are already doing. Right. Um, <laughs> the master bowler. Way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Jesus that meditates all day about, Oh my God, 
women like me just as much as I like them. Women like me just as much as I like them. And they're just going to pop into your life. I mean, those are or, powerful things, right? But yeah. Like, or it's fine. Find those niches of girls. So there's like now there's so many niches of people. And we're all connected through the internet. You can find people that like your shit. So if you do, like I'm a huge spiritual junkie, like meditation nerd. I love doing yoga. So that's like half the thing I invite hot girls to do is I'm like, just come do yoga with me. And that's an easy way for it. It can easily escalate into hooking up from there if the vibe is right and whatnot. But if not, I'm like, sweet. I just got to do yoga with a hot girl. Like that, that was fun in itself. Like, and she has like hot friends. Like maybe we can do a group yoga session. Sweet. You know, it's only, it's only up from there. If your mind is right, I think is like, you have to get yourself in the right perspective. I got you. Well, I do have to go here in a second. I have, I have a couple uh, client calls I have to do. Yeah, man. Dude, thank um, you for your, but where can people, where people will check you out? Um, people can just hit me up on Facebook right now. My website should be up in, in a couple weeks, but um, in the meantime, just Ricky Royal. And uh, where can people take a look at your social circle stuff? Easiest way, send me a DM, screenshot the podcast right now, and just send it to my DMs. Okay. Coach, Brett, Coach Patrick at Elias Mentoring. A screenshot and say you came from the podcast. And, uh, yeah. Then uh, – and he really does love red, guys. He really does love red. It's, it's in all his pictures. Ricky, by the way, you have to come to our next party uh, here down in Colombia. It's not that it's not that big of a jump for you, but last time we had like 138 girls and like eight guys. Dude, send, so send me the details. That'd be awesome. And let's uh, let's definitely party in Vegas too. We should do some type of like group uh, seminar or something and party it up with guys that are down for that. Okay, perfect, man. I gotta go because I have a call here in two minutes. No worries, man. Um, but definitely appreciate the time, and uh, I'll definitely talk soon, man. Cool. Take care.